Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. It's our number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. 105 at Edmonton. We're going to bring David Staples in uh, momentarily, but not before I tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. And Digitex is now in British Columbia. So they've got a location in uh, Winnipeg. Uh, Digitex is in the wonderful province of Saskatchewan. Uh, Digitex, of course, has multiple locations throughout the province of Alberta. And now Digitex is in Kelowna and Kamloops. I talked to Hugh Porter today. He was making the drive, the trek, and uh, he's a huge Oilers fan. And again, Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. And I bring up uh, Kelowna and Kamloops because, Brendan, as you know, I, I go to Kelowna every year for a week. Uh, it's uh, very relaxing uh, there, to, to say the least. Uh, and you, of course, are from Kamloops, and I think that's a tremendous community as well. I think you knew what he's doing, picking those two spots, uh, taking over a, uh, a well-run company, and uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see how that grows. I think he might be spending a little bit more time in Clone and Kamloops. You know what I'm saying, Brendan? Yeah, I do. I think the weather is the the main reason you oh, might want to surprise, look into that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, weird. The kid from B.C. complaining about Alberta's climate. Yeah. Well. Su- suck. Oh, can we say that anymore? Suck it up, buttercup of the weather. Uh, some guests that orders now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside in Sherwood Park. Um, locations. Uh, we can tell you that uh, momentarily we're going to go to our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. You can also text us at 780-496-0063 or Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. All right, Brendan, just before we bring David in, uh, we were getting texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line Looking for some clarity on what Ken Holland said regarding Chris Chelios's, uh, um statement. I'm going to first read you a piece. This is from Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts. Uh, first from that, and then we're going to get to the audio clip, and then we'll get to David. This is uh, courtesy of Elliot Friedman, who uh, writes, Chris Chelios's spit and Chicklet's interview about Babcock had some confusing timelines because when the Johan Franson incident occurred as Nashville eliminated Detroit in Game 5 of 2012 first round, Chelios was no longer on the Red Wings. He referenced a meeting with Ken Holland uh, had with the players where the GM defended his coach 
I think this had to do with Marty McSorley. McSorley was working on the San Jose Sharks broadcast and once said none of the Red Wings like playing for Babcock. Word got out back to Detroit reporters who asked Holland about it. Uh, Elliot put in uh, parentheses the current Edmonton GM declined to discuss this but did speak to Detroit Free Press's Helene St. James about the Franson incident. Um, then, subsequent to that, Elliott provided what I heard is Holland didn't like how the players gave McSorley that information and told them that if they wanted to say anything to him or to be traded, they could meet with him privately in his office and he would keep those conversations secret. I don't believe anybody asked out and McSorley left his Sharks TV role following the 06-07 season. Uh, so that is Elliott trying to provide some clarity on, on that report. That, now... At the time uh, that Elliot wrote this, uh, he, he said that Ken Holland had declined to discuss this. Ken Holland did discuss this very topic. Brendan, were you able to find the piece that we were looking for? You betcha. Let's let it rock. Okay. I talked to Chelly because when Chelly was on spitting chicklets, I guess, I don't follow it, but, you know, the 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 the, the, the timeline that, that Chelly, I told Chelly, you know, I get, I, I, get, I hold Chelly in the highest regard. I mean, he played for us for 10 years. He's a warrior. He, he was an. He, he, he brought him onto our staff as an advisor. He was an assistant coach with Blaschel in uh, Grand Rapids. And then he came to Jeff. He was an assistant coach for a year in Detroit. So I've got a long relationship with Chelly, and I just said to Chelly that the, the, the timeline that he laid out, the perception was that there was a situation between um, um, Babcock and Franson on the bench. And the next day, I came down and uh, and said something uh, to the team. Both are true, but they're they're about five or six years apart. So, when I did when I did address the team one point in time, it was I think Chelly retired in '09. Chelly said he was sitting in the locker room, so it's got to be '06 '07, and the France and Babcock uh, it was the Nashville series in 2012. So, uh, I just wanted to make sure that, the, the, that everybody understood the timeline was was five or six years apart. That, that, so I did talk to Chelly. Um, I haven't really talked to uh, to anybody else. All right, that's Ken Holland from a little over an hour ago. Without further ado, to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we are joined by David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. And, David, uh, you know, there's a... there's a cleansing that's taken place in hockey circles. Uh, it's a unique time, uh, to say the least. But I do think that, I mean, it's. I just wanted to, to get Elliot's uh, sort of position statement in there regarding the storyline and then getting Ken Holland's actual quote into place because I do think it's important to provide some clarity there, and I think you would agree as well. Oh, totally, Bob. It's, although it's it's all these timelines, it's, it's kind, of, kind of clear as mud to me, actually. <laughs> it's not exactly clear what was said when and who said what. And I think when we're looking at incidents that happened about a decade ago, it's not going to be easy to get complete clarity on, on these incidents. Hmm. And they are sometime in the past. But as you say, um, there's a crackdown on the dictatorial coaches. They've been a part of hockey since Kikanov and Scotty Bowman. I remember talking to Paul Coffey and him talking about how Scotty Bowman was the worst person he's ever met. Uh, similar things that we're hearing now about Babcock. So this isn't... This has been the norm in hockey for a long time, but maybe it's not going to be the norm going forward. All right, let's translate that to the here and now with the Edmonton Oilers. Dave Tippett, uh, and I, I put the tweet out today saying he, he, he believes that relationships with players are more about partnerships and it's not a dictatorship. Are we seeing uh, the Oilers organization benefit from that approach? 
well, whatever tip it's doing, it's it's clearly working right now. But I think it's also been clear, Bob, there's always been kind of the players' coach and the coach who's gotten along with players. That's always been part of the mix. Ralph Kruger was that in Edmonton. Um, so we've always had a lot of coaches who always believed in that philosophy. Um, I, the, the biggest difference I see with Tippett is he seems to have players in defined role, and he's able to sell those roles to uh, the players and have them perform them. And he's loosened up the strategy, and we've talked about this before, where they're they're not just an up-the-board team anymore. They're willing to take the risk of moving that puck out of the zone, passing it right up the middle. That was something that seemed to be verboten under the Oilers for about three or four years, and it's thankfully changed. And three or four times a game now, we see them under intense pressure, but able to relieve that pressure because of this tactical change that Tippett's brought in. Yeah, and it's been, I mean, hey, when you're, we gauge coaches often by special teams. When you're first in the league on the power play and second in the league on the PK, it's pretty tough to, uh, uh, to, to second guess what's gone on here. And obviously, goaltending's played a factor. The top two guys have played a factor. I know you put the question out today. We talked about this a lot on Monday's show. This in relation to Pierre Lebrun's report that Ray Shiro is now fielding calls. Uh, I concur. With Brian Lawton, I think now that they've fired uh, John Hines in New Jersey and Elaine Nazardine is the head coach, that might slow play the Hall situation out. What's your perspective, David, from where you come from? And I know you got the fan response. Yeah. If you're the Edmonton Oilers, do you go after Taylor Hall as a UFA? Bob, I just don't see how, as a UFA, it's going to work unless Taylor Hall is really committed to being at Edmonton because the Oilers salary cap situation they've got a lot of players to sign and going forward even more so they're going to have to sign Zach Cassian Ethan Bear they're going to have to have another goalie they're going to have to sign Darnell Nurse how can you fit in Taylor Hall under the salary cap so I think the more interesting question personally is is Taylor Hall as a rental this year and see how if you could get him as a rental see how it goes from there so the question I was asking fans today on Twitter is if you could trade your first pick this year plus a top prospect not named uh, Evan Bouchard or Philip Roberg. So that would be anyone from Caleb Jones to Kyler Yamamoto in the first pick for Taylor Hall. Would you like that? Would you be in favor of that as an owner fan? And it's the, the fan base is split down the middle on Hall as a rental. Um, so I, I would favor him as a rental, but there might be a cheaper rental like Hoffman. Uh, people are mentioning uh, Mike Hoffman as a possibility. Um, but a rental might make sense. But long term, I just don't see, unless he was to take, like, is he willing to take, like, seven, eight million dollars over two or three years? Um, you could probably fit that in. But if he starts to get up towards ten million dollars a year, I just, I can't see how it fits. Yeah, there, I mean, obviously, Ethan Bear has been a revelation this year to the team. You wonder whether or not you're proactive in that regard and get, get him on a cleft bomb ass contract. And then the Darnell Nurse uh, situation, and in a perfect world, maybe the number comes in and around Josh Morrissey. But if yeah. you're Anton Thun, you're probably thinking more uh, Jacob Truba at $8 million instead of 6.5 for Morrissey. And I would argue that I think Morrissey's a much better defenseman than Truba. Truba is a right shot, but Morrissey's a left shot. Um, and, and so, that you know, and then Nugent Hopkins, obviously, is going to need an extension. He's an important part of this team moving exactly. forward. I think we've seen that. And then, Ka- I mean, it's, it's amazing how the, it, it changes, Dave. I mean, think about two years ago when Cassian... Uh, representatives, uh, Rick Curran, basically, hey, if, uh, you know, Pete Chiarelli was open to a move, and, and then Zach, the final back half of last year, scored 13 of his 15 goals, and he's probably become, 
you know, he's played on the top line. He's been a great fit there. So there, there are a lot of moving parts here. Uh, so your your poll was done specific to rental, rental, not an extension yeah. for Hall, and it's about fifty fifty. That's right. So fans are split down the middle, and it's not surprising. Anytime you bring up Taylor Hall, you know, half the fan base loses their mind in favor of him, and half loses their mind against him. Hey, Bob, you, you raised uh, Darnell Nurse. You know, Jacob Truba got that money. He he had to be extremely aggressive, right? In order, he had to force a trade essentially out yes. of Winnipeg and be extremely aggressive in negotiations. Does Darnell Nurse really want to go down that that path to get Truba money? And Troop is more of a power play guy, I also believe, than, than Darnell Nurse is. So I, the Morrissey contract does look like the best fit by far in terms of a comparable for Darnell Nurse. And hopefully that's that's kind of where they're going to head with him. Well, I, I, I got to say this. Like, I think that, you know, Connor, Leon, and Darnell are the the long-term leadership core of the team. And then there's a support leadership group, which is the Nugent Hopkins cleft bomb group. That's, and they're a little bit older. Uh and, and, and in fairness, a lot of people think Oscar Clefbaum's had an all-star caliber year. Uh, he is minus 11, and people get on it. The owners, the owners plus minus, and David, you run the numbers. I mean, their numbers are a little strange, right? Because you look at Edmonton, they got 26 power play goals, but they've given five against and two are in an empty net. And yeah. one of them was pure fluke. And uh, conversely, they've only given up 12 shorthanded goals. So 26 power play goals, 12 shorthanded goals, plus 14. But they haven't scored a shorty, and they've given up five uh, power play goals against. And then the Oilers have only got one empty net goal all season, and I think they've given up five. Em- so, and it just reinforces that the plus-minus stat works against skilled players because they're on the ice in the power play, and you don't yeah. want to give up shorthand. Go- but they're also on the ice when the game's at the end of the line, and there's in empty nets, and there's no guard. The Oilers actually got to work on some empty net drills because they've had chances to score and they haven't scored. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's why hardcore analytics guys think that plus minus is a BS stat. Yeah, and you know the funny thing about the power play is Drysaddle. How many did he just got two power play goals? Like, I mean, he's. I think he's shooting. I, I think I saw this at like five percent of the power play or some crazy thing. So this is a guy who's absolutely crushing it at even strength on his one he scored 11 out of his i think 18 goals with one timer shots he's had 31 one timer shots while we tracked this and he's he scored on 11 of them he scored 35 percent of his one timer shots but on the power play he's not draining those shots yet so i mean people wonder if the power play is sustainable on the orders well just wait till leon resettle gets a really super hot hand shooting those one timers on the power play and and uh it's going to be fascinating to see if they can keep up this torrid, you know, an absolutely torrid pace on the power play. It is a, a pretty unique uh, situation. I mean, we're watching two guys, and I know ESPN put a story out yesterday. I mean, you can make a, you know, in terms of the MVP right now, is it McDavid versus Dreisaitl? Like, it's not It's not just, yeah. like, like, the automatic is, well, if Edmonton's a playoff team, it's McDavid. But wait a sec here. There's He's got a, and the beauty between those two guys is they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd yeah. be happy for each other in that situation. But and that's why I personally favor doing the Taylor Hall trade as a rental this year. Like paying a high, even a, a higher price as that if, if New Jersey would take that, because you have these two players in the prime of their careers. You got to go, you got to try to win the cup. And uh, I with Cost, if Costin continues to be for real, I say you go for it. 
Where are you? Where, where, you know, okay, so the shots are one thing, and I'll give you an example. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, the Oilers are 28th in shot. Again, the power play numbers, Edmonton first on the power play, second in PK. If you have special teams in goaltending, you can win games in this league. We know that. The Oilers are 28th in shots for... Uh, at 28.9 shots per game, 31.7 in shots against that 16th in the league. So, David, they don't have a great Corsi and Fenwick. You do the scoring. No. You do the scoring chances. Are they giving up more scoring chances than they're getting most games? They are. So they're a, they're about one grade H at the game less than their opponent. So that's of all the things that the numbers that I look at that that does concern me. But they I. We don't. We just measure grade A chances, and I think if you actually dug deeper than we dig and look at the very, very highest end, top quality, like thirty to forty percent chance of going in shots, like the Leon Draisaitl one-timer shots, I think that if you did the really deep dive, you would see that the Oilers get more of that kind of shot, the very best Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl kind of uh, gimme shot, almost than any other team. So I think that the shot statistics can be misleading with the Oilers um, so you have that's that's kind of you keep that in mind when you're looking at Fenwick and Corsi yeah it's an interesting time anything else that sort of caught your mind here over the last couple of weeks that you're getting a lot of feedback at the call to hockey from I think people are just with with uh, there's a lot of worry about Mike Smith and there's a lot of people are thrilled with Koskin and I mean since that big game against Pittsburgh Smith's um, save percentage has been in the uh, 860s. And people, I think, are genuinely and realistically concerned about that. But on the other hand, people are starting to think this cost-getting guy is for real. And uh, that's thrilling. I mean, we saw Cam Talbot play well, but uh, cost-getting is just so huge and unbeatable right now. It's, uh, people are, are, are ecstatic about that. It's good. it's good times. Let's see how they do in this homestand. Thanks, David. Thanks, Bob. That's David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. Want to tell you, make sure you go out and see the gang out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. You can get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs. You got it at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They treat people fairly. They're transparent. They've also got significant rebates on all 2019 models as Ford goes through their year-end clear-up. Reach out to 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. It's 122 at Edmonton. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you a bit of an injury report. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Thanks, Leon. It is 126 at Edmonton. You know what? Temperatures are dropping. It's time to start thinking tropical. Forget about the white snow, of which there's a lot of today. Start thinking about white sand. How about Puerto Vallarta? Getaway with 630 Chet's Jalen and I in January on an amazing all-inclusive winter holiday tour that includes seven nights at the five-star beachfront Maribel Armory Resort, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On sale now for just $21.95. Book your spot today by calling New West Travel or visiting newwesttravel.com. Two... The Oilers Now Injury Report, heard every day, Monday through Friday, between 120 and 126 here 
on the show, courtesy of our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's the young gun himself, Brendan Escott. All right, Bob. Canucks defenseman Alex Edler out at least two weeks with an upper, upper body injury that he suffered against the Oilers on Saturday. Flyers defenseman Michael Raffle, or I don't is he a forward? I'm pretty sure he's a forward. I'm he's, a for, he's a forward, yes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, he's missing four weeks. Broken finger prompting the recall of Mikhail uh, Vorobiev. Or Vor- I'll let us. You had it right. It's Vorobiev. Vorobiev? Okay. It's Vorobi- good. Doing good. Yeah, say it with confidence for crying out loud. Uh, Craig Anderson, I can tell you with certainty, is questionable tonight against the Oilers. He's been on the IR since last Wednesday. A lower body issue. Uh, defenseman Cody Golubev has an undisclosed injury. Scott Saber in a concussion and a broken nose. That's Ottawa's... Uh, uh, situation. The Oilers have Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the IR with a hand issue. Matt Benning joined him after taking a puck to the head against the Canucks. Zach Cassian day-to-day with a back ailment. Chris Russell away with his family following the birth of his child. Chris is in. He's there back in. He's yeah. back at her. Right, He'll be paired with Joel Person today. Uh, it'll be McDavid with Neil and Archibald. Drysaddle with Karen Gagne. Sheehan with Nygaard and Chason. Haas with Granlin and Russell. Uh, Connor McDavid uh, and Zach Cassian both skated before the team uh, had an optional practice this morning. Matt Benning did not. Nurse with Bear, Kleppbaum with Larson, Russell with Joel Person, Miko Koskinen starts in goal. We don't know who's starting for Ottawa, possibly Craig Anderson. We'll have a better idea what the Senators are going to do around 1.43 today when we hook up with Gord Wilson, longtime radio analyst for the Ottawa Senators. That was the injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. On. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, we're going to get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing and then bring Gord Wilson aboard the show. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.